They, yeah. they have a thing called the confidence course built into the military. It, it's basically uh, mm. to build your self-confidence that you can do more than you think you can. And it's a really complicated obstacle course. But when you complete it, it works the way you would expect it to. Everybody listening to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, we're, we're going into this without any preparation whatsoever or, or, you know, and is, do we call you Tom or Thomas? Do you go by Thomas? What do people call you at work? Do they call you level 76? They call me Tom. They call you Tom. Okay. Just to make sure. <laughs> level 76. Yeah. Leader. Yeah. That's murder of cat. <laughs> network magician. Yes. Know? Thank you. Um, I mean, it really is. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I got cold called. I don't know if it was cold called. It was kind of a cold call. It was like a second cold call. What do you call that when someone calls calls you and you tell them, oh my gosh, really? Like you didn't ask me about, you know, is now a good time? You didn't ask me, you know, if I'm living the dream or the nightmare. You just went right into, you know, how your product is going to be a benefit and can we set up a uh, time to talk? And uh, this is where my, this is where my, I'm just letting you know where my brain is at today. And if you just did a little research, you would see that Tom is a herder of cats, a former network magician, which is not really a real thing. It's a, it's a metaphor for I'm able to deal with stupid stuff and fix broken and uh, deal with other things that are, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm able to make things happen. Yeah. Father, husband, <laughs> f uh, a forever learner. I almost said former learner. That would have been funnier. And um, <laughs> the, I guess my point is, is when we talk with people, let's connect, discover and respond. And I, I think it's important to plug myself completely selfishly here and ask you how we met. <laughs> well, that's a, that's good. That's I just got to start it off that um, I, I don't usually do this, you know, but let's do it. I got I got a well, we'll call it a cold call via LinkedIn, right? A cold DM. But it was yeah, it was a uh, it was different, so it attracted my attention, and I went ahead and did my research. Added added a LinkedIn person that was you know it, it's definitely some sort of vendor or something or definitely helps helps people do that they, they want they want to help people but they look like a, a vendor to me so then i go to their website and i <laughs> do some research and it's got some it's got some stuff that i'm looking to do so i'm super excited and then i read through it and i, I don't really get anything out of it and i get kind of <laughs> frustrated so for the first time ever i respond back to one of these cold dms and i'm a little ruthless little uh little army sergeant uh showed up in that message it was a little do you want me rough. to read it and uh maybe we should read oh, I this don't even remember it. Uh, can i find it oh come on linkedin keep going keep going don't don't stop i'm gonna try and oh, find but, this so so um uh so you responded and you gave me a little more info and we decided i decided to go ahead and take a call with you um, and not with any of my network people or any of my systems people. I was just going to placate your call, probably listen to what I considered BS, and then just and then just hang up on you and be done with it. And instead, it was actually helpful, and I felt bad. And I referred <laughs> you to my network uh, engineer, and then we ended up using uh, your service to help implement our team's voice migration, which is a huge deal. 
and it was a it was it went way smoother than it, it ever could have and everything worked out perfectly and i kind of had to eat crow oh. and say i was wrong man i wish um at linkedin is they're not allowing me to search back to old messages from now on they must be afraid of like data scrapers something like that i'll have to go to my database aka email um <laughs> which everyone which of course everyone in your that's your database and your company of course has got to be email um but yeah Always. i think what it started off with is um hi i know you wanted to connect with another bearded telecom i mean another bearded technology guru so here i am and um you of course having a a, a i hope you still have this amazing beard um you know, that's, that just helped, Always. you know, that just helped. Grave, yeah. grave before shave. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, so, um, moving on. You, yes, basically said, you know, Phil, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm really not bragging here, but I am a big deal at this company and, um, I don't usually respond to these things, but because you did something that was different this is just coaching now we're coaching you guys everyone listening to the show like really sad pitiful people that are really bad at sales or something you, just, you know when you get really successful after listening to the show you can send me five bucks um the um uh re regardless you responded because we were human beings and this is kind of what i was talking about this morning because the, people just call and they just start talking and at the end the end of the day people really don't care about you know, you're, they, they do care about the blinky lights and, and all that stuff, but really people don't care. They just want to talk. They, we're all trying to do the same thing, which is, I guess, maybe free ourselves from the man or make money and try and like live a better life somehow. So it's, it's always nice to have someone that recognizes that before they try to sell you something that, you know, if it is going to make my life better, fine. Um, but thank you. Thank you for that testimonial. So anyone yeah. out there listening? Yeah. Anyone out there looking to migrate to Microsoft Teams that wants to avoid PowerShell nightmare work and you want to make it as smooth as possible, call me. That's, that was the point of this, uh, point of this first thing. And I don't usually yeah. do this. Little, little, little commercial. And you know what? And I'll, I'll, I'll back you up. It, it, uh, it went really smooth. We're, we're using the system. We, we migrated. I am calling you on my team's number right now. So. Oh, we want migrated. It's useful. We're doing our piece. It's huge. And I, I all of that conversation reminded we uh, what prep work did exist for this. I remember what we were going to talk about. Great. It was teams. <laughs> oh, it was like why? Why teams. I hate? Oh no! And now I remember. Now I remember. You have a whiteboard. Uh -huh. You have a whiteboard that you guys call the bane. Was What does that mean? First of all, I know what the bane means, but it's kind of like if I think of. I don't know, uh, Star Trek or something. Wasn't there like, what was that? What was that like one guy that showed up in every now and then the episode that lived at like the outskirts of like the universe or something like that? What was that called? It was like the, the Q or uh, something like that. Anywho, I don't know. Q, that would, that would be Q. I'm a Star Wars nerd, so you're outside my realm. But, uh, you know, there's always that hmm. divide in IT. But yeah, so <laughs> we, we had to do, we had to do it. We had to do a, basically a domain swap where we, we, because we changed company, we rebranded. And so we had to buy our, buy out our own company and we, we had to whiteboard everything out and come up with a plan. And, and part of that was to implement um, Microsoft Teams as our communication platform uh, and then to eventually migrate to it for voice once that was available. But the, um, 
the reason why we were going to talk about that is because rolling the, the team's rollout and training um, saved us March March of 2020 mm. because we had moved to this platform, this communication platform, rolled it out and trained it, mm-hmm. and never skipped a beat when we went home. And had it not, had we not happened, had we not moved to this platform, we had not integrated this platform and started using it with SharePoint and some other pieces, mm. we we could have very well fell on our face like everybody else did during that time frame uh, as an organization. But we didn't. We we woke up and and, and it's continued to it's continued to save the day. Uh, we had I mean, here in Ohio, we got a nice little smacking of 11 inches of snow out of nowhere. Nice. And normally that's people trying to figure out how to work, but instead they just logged in and did their jobs and communicated and set up meetings and as if they were standing in the office together. It's not like, it's not a perfect switch, right? There's a lot of changes and a lot of stuff that has to be adopted to that for a hybrid work environment, but the ability to do that would have never existed had we not made the, made, made some moves and, and did some changes. We're screwing around with VPNs and last minute licensing upgrades. And I don't know, maybe we'll just buy a couple hundred Zoom licenses and stuff like that. And Zoom was happy. And, and, yeah. So it was, it, uh, it was an interesting time frame. And basically, it was just a, a, a dart at a wall. I had made a guess that we needed a communication platform. I didn't expect it to play out the way it did. But what, were, what were you guys on before? I can't remember. Was it were we on like some like a via PBX or some Panasonic? What, what were you on before? I can't remember. For for phone systems, we we had been in we had moved to a cloud phone phone system through Jive, which was you know at the time when we did that, GoTo Connect. That was the that was the thing. That's how people did remote meetings. It was either that or Cisco. Yeah, Those are yeah. the only things you saw at that time. As Zoom and Teams mm-hmm. showed up, I mean, their marketing strategy was perfect, but they hit right before they became big, easy, yeah. easy clicks right before everyone needed to go home. It's um, amazing how and, Zoom, and, and, yeah. I've been working with, with Zoom it, for at least 10 years, so I knew about Zoom before it was ever even a thing. And it was being distributed a lot through... Uh, white label partners, so a lot of other the other um, VoIP pl- players, uh, you know, Bravio, NHC. Um, I can't remember if I don't think Nextiva. A bunch of them basically were using Zoom as their as their video platform of choice. Just it didn't say Zoom; it said whatever that company was. Um, and then they grew really fast as people started to like it. So good for them, um, to a certain degree. Yeah, it, they. I'll be well, and, and Microsoft had Skype, which was. I mean, okay, but not nearly as scalable as it needed to be. And they just folded that platform and team. It's amazing they didn't de- they didn't develop Skype faster. I'm just thinking, you know, because I can remember years ago people using Skype as a kind of like the free international calling type of thing, right? Like this is how we got around international calling cards and stuff. Oh, just Skype me. Um, right. That's what it was. That's what I remember. Like that's kind of like my first, you know, vision of what Skype was. It was just surprising that they didn't build that out fast enough. I think it's mainly because Microsoft doesn't want to be a telecom company, which I don't think it still does. I just think it's, they have to be kind of, which is again, back to, um, why I'm so special and because you don't need to pay that stupid licensing fee. So even though we did everything smooth for you, we did all of that. The, the other flip side was you saved a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, implementation costs and total overall costs is definitely lower than it would have been yeah. had we attempted to do it ourselves. And that's just, and that's just like literally out of pocket costs, not 
opportunity cost and at project slip cost and all it would have taken to actually roll this out. Um, it was, it was, it was smooth and fast and it slick. Yeah. So again, thank you for placating me. I don't even know what that means. I'm hoping I'm using the right definition there. The, the Bane, let's talk about some leadership though, in general. And I, and again, to go back to your harshness of me, just to coach people out there a little bit, he, um, uh, Tom read an article that is on my website that I have yet to update, which I am going to update based on this podcast. He read my article on Microsoft Teams, which I thought was a masterpiece. I mean, really, I thought this was like, here's the three different ways you can, you can, you know, implement teams, you can go directly to Microsoft, you can go get your own SBCs, you can use a direct routing partner, you can do all this, here's blah, 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 blah. And my masterpiece got trashed by him. He basically said, uh, you know, thanks for telling me nothing that I didn't already know. Have a nice day. And uh, I'm used to getting pretty much beat up my entire life. That's why I, I don't know. That's, we don't have time for the psychology of that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, cool, you know, thanks. Uh, I guess it was terrible. Um, but here's, you know, what did I not tell you? And I guess that's what I just want to, what most people, because I think most people don't know that you can implement teams three different ways. I think everyone knows you can go to Microsoft and pay the stupid $12 per uh, the phone system cost, which is eight bucks, the $12 um, calling for each user in the United States. And then if you want to make international calls, you got to add another $12. So that's 30 bucks a license for each person at a bare minimum. Um, what a tw uh, 12 plus 20 at, at a bare minimum, 20 bucks per person, which is ridiculous. If you have an organization of a thousand people or more, it's ridiculous for anyone. If you have an organization of 200 or hundred people, Here's my question. Yep. And then, so the, the other option would be is like, well, we don't want to do that. We're going to use SIP trunking and let's bring in our own SBCs and let's, you know, um, let's, you know, manage this all of ourselves. And if you're a mid-market company, you don't have the IT. Um, it's, it's not a matter of whether you have the knowledge or expertise. It's a matter of do you have the time and the, 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 the justification for the CapEx costs of the SBCs and managing it and all that type of stuff. While at the end of the day, it might be cheaper because you're just paying for a few zip trunks. Why would you do that? And then you have, of course... Uh, the direct routing partner route, which is what we ended up doing, which is let the direct routing partner do the SBC piece and all of that. And, and let's, you know, avoid the, the PowerShell stuff and do the migrating through a, using a tool. And that's what we ended up using. So what did I forget to mention or what was not beneficial in that article that I need to add in? Was it was it the PowerShell piece? Because I didn't put that in the article. I didn't put the PowerShell in. I didn't put the tools in. What what were we missing that when you actually saw it, you were like, holy crap, this is better than I thought. Or this is not what is what I was expecting to see. What did you see that you were not expecting to see? I, it's, an, it's interesting. Um, I don't think that it was I, – I think that I wanted – when I read the article, I wanted – some insight into what I already knew just a little bit deeper. And I was hoping that even if at the end of it, it turned me towards a, and if you want to go further with this option, please contact me. Oh, wow. I was hoping to I'm get a greater insight into those, yeah. <laughs> a greater insight into those three, like the three, because the, the known paths were there. Um, you, you introduced the path that was new to me, but 
I didn't feel like it, it, it had bells and whistles. I'm like, aha, this is the one. Like, I just was like, the okay, so this might be a little bit different, but I don't, I don't see, I'm not seeing this as like an end all be all aha moment for me. I just, I feel like I just read everything I've Googled for the last week in one spot instead of in six different spots. And, um, well, that's it, it, gotta be helpful. That was, that was, that's gotta be at least helpful. If you had just, you know, I mean, you don't have to Google a bunch of things. I'm a Google, I'm a Google it, alternative. That's what, that's as good. I'm going to put that down as a bullet point you know, for myself. Google alternative. It, <laughs> and we talk about, we say, why didn't it work? But let's, it, maybe it, maybe, like I said, maybe your, uh, maybe your blog posted exactly what it was supposed to, um, because it may have angered me, but uh, did, we, did we end up talking and using you? Yeah, so maybe it did exactly what it was supposed to. I mean, I'm not a marketing guru. That's not my field, and I'm not a – if I was a, a social influencer, well, then I'd be – Well, I can tell you one thing. Consultant. I don't have all the angry people calling me. All the angry people that read the article aren't calling me and saying, Phil, what the heck? You know, I don't have that happening, so, I, you know, I have a feeling that that, you know, there, there's maybe something wrong with it, but um, – Google it could very well be me. I mean, let's let's be honest here. Nah. Maybe I'm maybe I maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But then again, everybody <laughs> in IT should definitely question their existence in that job field at least seven times a day because Ooh. that is exactly what happens. Like you hit this point of like, and you should if you were ever sitting around to me anyways. If you were sitting behind a desk. You're like, I got all this. I know everything that's going on. Um, then you don't. And you're at the beginning of your Dunning-Kruger curve and hang on for the roller coaster because you're going the other way. You're going to end up feeling like you don't know anything in a few months. Because mm. um, that, that that reminds me a lot of the entry-level people you bring in. They just they seem like they, they just got it. And you're like, you, you, you don't. You don't know what you don't know yet. Give it a second. You're going to mm. question your existence daily because that's, that that's, that's IT. Um, there's, that's problem solving, though, really. Just constantly, why, why? <laughs> How, why did I think this would work? <laughs> where, mm. where was my thought process? Let me list all this out again because maybe I didn't think this through as much as I thought I did. And in this instance, I uh, I responded to you because I I read the article. I didn't feel like I got anything out of it, and I and then you hit me. You just happened to hit me. It, the timing couldn't have been better. You hit me with another message like right right as I was reading the article almost, mm. which caused me to respond more than I probably I probably would have just ignored you mm. later on and been like ah oh, it's what. But instead, mm. I was reading the article. I didn't feel like I was getting. You messaged me again. Maybe you are a real person and not some bot feeding yeah, yeah. me info all the time. Yeah. And uh, and it, like I said, I dived into a conversation and 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 then into this conversation. I don't even know how and, we ended uh, it either. Because th to be honest with you, the the whole reason why I use LinkedIn is to find uh, IT leaders to interview on my podcast. So I don't even know how we how we got to that. Oh, I think you just. I think I asked you to be on the show or something. So you went to the website and read the Microsoft Teams article just all on your own. I think that that's how it happened. Yep. And you're like, hey, I read this. I, you're you probably. Know, yeah. You're like, I read this lame article on your website. And I was like, oh, well, since we're on that subject, <laughs> I can. <You> like <laughs> Wait, I want to talk to you as an IT leader. Oh, cool. Let me check out your website. Oh, we're getting ready to do a Teams migration. Oh, I feel like I was tricked. 
I'm going to respond. Like, <laughs> and maybe it was one of those days. And maybe, uh, you know, this happens a lot. This happens a lot in organizations, too. Maybe it was one of those days where I had had an argument with somebody above me, a CEO, a CFO, that I couldn't win and I knew I couldn't. But maybe this argument I could win. So you, maybe I turned some anger in the wrong direction. Well, um, I mean, we're solve, all here to, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a little bit of a trick. I mean, we're all here to make money and put food on the table. But let me ask you this. Would you rather have somebody, would you rather work with somebody, and I'm, again, selfishly plugging myself, would you rather work with somebody that has dedicated their life to really understanding you and your job and your leadership principles and how you make decisions and the interworkings of a, of an IT director or a direct sales rep that was hired out of college that is just trying to meet quota. Man, it's such a hard choice. I know when you put it that way, <laughs> Phil, <laughs> the, you know, I mean, but seriously, how many people, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think the world should be changing and I think it is very fast. And I think that that's why you don't find, at least in technology, you don't find, I don't know, is it the entry level sales or I don't know from the security products, like how do you choose your security products? Is it, do I go to a website and do the research on my own? Are you getting cold called by guys? I mean, we have to have people that really understand and have knowledge behind it. And that's why I like, I had a, a software developer call me the other day. His name's Daoud Shaw. Everyone out there, Daoud Shaw, I'm plugging him because he's looking for a job. Oh, am I probably, can I say this? Well, anyways, He's um, currently happily employed, <laughs> he's and but the but the point is is he he's in software because he's like a nerd. He's good at software, right? He's good at programming. He's good at coding and all of this stuff, and he's very very smart. But at the same time, he has a high level of empathy and uh, I guess what would you call it? Um, he has emotional IQ. Is that it? Emotional Q? <laughs> Anyways, emotional whatever. Intelligence. Emotional intelligence. And he's very outgoing and he has all of these things going for him. I'm like, dude, you know, most software guys are like sitting in a back room. Like, don't talk to them again. Slide pizzas under the door and like, you know, leave them alone and don't have an actual conversation with them. I was like, you have all of this going for you. You should be, you're the guy that we need in technology sales and we should call it technology solutions and solution finding and, uh, you know, vendor agnostic, all of this stuff, helping to find a solution, not just make a transaction. Right. Um, but you're the type of guy that we should have in that space. Smart can speak the same language, can speak the language of business and technology at the same time. You and you've hit the nail on the head, but I, I'll, I'll caution one small piece. That's most of IT, right? Most IT people, they're not people. People, <laughs> it's a it's a rare breed to run into an IT person that is able, like the old SNL skit of move, like that. That's yeah. IT. Like they're just not good with people. They they don't want they don't want to, they're not a big social interaction person. They're not good with confrontation, mm. or 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 even with bringing up ideas like openly mm. and and and. and you know, it, that, that's a, that is a commonality in IT. Like it, even in, so my experience is a lot of it is from being in the army and I was in a field in the army that is basically nerds in the army. And it was the same principle that, that they didn't turn transition into large scale leaders. They came in and got out and went and bid IT people because they couldn't, they mm. didn't, they weren't good at speaking with, with people about the technology or if they were, 
they said it in such a way that a normal person's not going to grasp it and then seemed confused when the normal people ask questions. Like, I don't know what you mean. Like, how do you mean? What do you mean you don't know what I mean? I just told you the exact answer. The answer was two. Why do you not get this? Like, <laughs> like that's a common IT thing. And you're, that's really, I think that's where you're, that's, to me, that's where that gap is. And you're, you're absolutely correct because the salespeople that are contacting me, that are cold calling me a hundred times a day. I, you know, I opened up LinkedIn, LinkedIn here and, there's, you know, 90 different things in here that are just people trying to sell me a product Oof. and they don't know they're either a salesperson or they don't know the technology or, or if they are, or they'll get me on a call and it sounds great. And it, we may even decide to purchase it by the sales. And as soon as you talk to an engineer, it's not anything mm. like what they said it was. And, and it's, mm. it's, you know, and then IT professionals, they get to where you, 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 at least at my level where you start to learn like, Okay, well, this is a salesperson. So the first call is for me to call them and say, "Can I please speak to an engineer?" Like, so <laughs> I, I had this conversation exactly the other day. Like, so the same guy was asking me, like, "What's the?" He, you know what he asked me? He said, "Well, I'm in software right now. What's the difference between a sales engineer and a sales rep?" And I laughed. I was like, "We have the sales rep to speak to the people, so the engineer doesn't have to. And we have the engineer. <laughs> I was like, and we have the engineer there." <laughs> To make sure the salesperson doesn't say a bunch of stupid stuff that's not true. So you see, that's what why we have the sales engineer. And the <laughs> IT guy, you know, I can see these conversations. I told you, enter the default router IP address. Like, what, what did you not hear about what I said? Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like... And, and, and that, and, and you know, but is, so you can take that though. That, so taking what you just applied, you can apply that to business. IT leaders struggle with this all the time. Either the leadership of IT is either a business major who has somehow learned some IT stuff and lingo and is now sitting in the seat, but maybe not understanding mm -hmm. entirely how the, mm -hmm. the, the vision works, or they're a technical person who got, you know, uh, you know, slight side tangent, right? We're really bad as a, or a, at least as a, at least as in every organization I've ever been in, you're really bad about promoting your best workers and not your best leaders. Oh. So you end up with a really good worker and to a point to where they're actually not a good worker and you got them slated in a position where they can't communicate it. And then that's your director of IT. Yeah. And it, so you just took me back to Jim's wings. Work. You just, just took me back to Jim's yeah. wings in, in, in college when my boss looked at me and he said, Phil, I don't know if you noticed, but on the schedule, uh, you got promoted. <laughs> like you're now like, you know, team. Did I have any leadership experience? No, I just knew how to dump a bunch of wings and pop, pop out orders real fast. So I immediately learned uh, via trial by fire that um, leadership is not yelling at people as to why they can't make wings fast enough. Anywho. Right, right. And the other, the other piece of that is what do you end up doing? That's how you accidentally, in, in some instances, not at all, but that's how, that's how organizations create a micromanager. <laughs> because I'm trying to teach you how to do the job and you're not doing it as fast as I could. So, you know what, I'm just going to tell you every step you need to do to do it at my speed. And I'm going to judge you by how I would do it. And that's, 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 that's not what you want. You want them. If, if you're, if, if I change on leadership again, if you're, if you're a correct leader, even in an IT department, right? I don't want, I don't want my systems engineer to come to me and ask me what he should do. I want him, the expert in the field to know what he wants to do and come ask me if like, do you agree or not agree? And in most instances, my answer is going to be, what would you do? And he's going to go, well, I would do B. And I'd be like, well, let's do B. Sounds Until good to me. To fill in, 
Yeah, and so he's empowered to make those decisions, or he or she is empowered to make those decisions without coming to me. As long as they're inside of the rules that I've set up for the goals of what I want the department to do based on the business, by all means, do your job. Don't let me hinder you. I'm here to protect you and help you, not to tell you what to do. There's one problem. There's one problem with all of that. First of all, side tangent. Well, well, no, first let's state the problem. The problem is... What about people that are entry level and need training? Find another company that's not us. Um, you know that that's just one thing. That's just just a side thing. It just as a thought that popped up. But um, the I I I love if I could just write headlines for a living, I would do that. And one of the headlines that came out of that was the creating of the micromanager. I just I loved that. Like we're when we're hiring people, we're really just we're we're creating micromanagers. <laughs> That's just such an it's such an amazing topic that I don't think I've ever seen addressed. I mean, we talk about micromanagement, we talk about how we hate micromanagement, but we don't talk about how we did it to ourselves. Right. And, we, and, it's your and, fault. And it yeah. yeah, exactly. Like if you if you're not paying attention, you you create your own problem that you're then therefore angry about. It, 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 and then you're just living inside of this like little dome that you can't see outside of. But to address your first point, I wouldn't expect an entry level person to be able to make. I, I ha, you, you have to have reasonable expectations. That entry level person shouldn't shouldn't be able to be able to make decisions outside of their lane. But they should be empowered to be able to make decisions on what they do and do not know. Mm-hmm. Now. Back to my start of the conversation, right? You got that done in Cougar Curve. Sometimes they think they know more, but what 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 is that opportunity? So if they go out and do something 100% wrong, there's two opportunities here. You can get mad at them for doing it, or you can take that and go, you know what? Here's where I screwed up as a leader, and here's how I would here's how we're going to correct this in the future. And this is a learning point. I, as long as we didn't cost the company millions in revenue, let's correct it. Let's learn from it. And then now I have just created, you now know how to do this process. So the next time I don't have to worry about it. That's good advice to parents with children. Don't just yell at them like, you did the dishes wrong. You did the dishes wrong. You packed it wrong. What are you doing? That's not how you mop a floor. Give me the mop. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I I, I just want to say a lot of people, I, I, I feel like, I try really hard with leadership and I don't know if I was the best parent, but I think there's a little bit of a difference there in that as with your kids, sometimes you hold them to the expectation of what you, you want them to be better than what you were, Mm. but what are you doing? What are you doing differently than your parents did to you to help them achieve that goal? Are you still doing exactly what your parents did to you? Because if so, then how do you expect them to be better than what you were? Oh, yeah. I might cry. Like, I might cry. Let me tell you how my dad did it. And this is why I'm not going to do it with you. But then I look in the mirror at the end of the day and I'm like, I'm my father. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try so hard like to reflect on because there's just there's things that, you know, like, why, why, why would I why would I do that? Like, I, what did I do differently to help you understand? And it, again, you can take those things back into the old dial it back into leadership. Mm-hmm. How could I ever expect like if I'm if I'm preparing to leave this, leave my current position and they're going to promote somebody in my department to director of I.T., what did I do to help them 
understand that role. Like it's pretty, it's pretty it's obvious who's the smart, smart one. So am I helping them and mm-hmm. am I doing any, or am I setting them up for the yeah. same way that I learned or did I help them prepare for the future? No, it's a great, and it, 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 it's a good point. Look in the mirror exercise, right? One yeah. of, um, and, and nothing, and I'm, uh, you know, may the Lord above, you know, bless my father and, and, you know, guide him and give him everything that he needs because I would have could have been left on the side of the street starving to death. Okay. So that's another, just so everyone understands where I'm coming from. Right. My parents could have left me on the side of the street starving and uh, I'm here today. So thank you, dad. I worked for a very interesting, successful company at one point and there was a lot, it grew very fast. It was kind of like, kind of like what happened with zoom, like just blowing up real quick. Right. Like you could, there was nothing but, success there was nothing but success and failure if you succeeded great if you failed you're there was no like there wasn't much in between but there was a lot of promotions and i remember many people saying you're ready to get promoted you need to fill your replacement you basically need to train your replacement like you need to find your replacement like whenever you're ready you're ready but i need you to train your replacement that's just what i thought of when we were having that conversation train your replacement Mm-hmm. And some also, other, go ahead. I was going to say also it, it it's one of the things. Uh, again, we go back to that micromanager thing, right? We have a tendency, even even if we know that we have a tendency to do it, we still look at who is our best worker and then start training them as our replacement. Mm. When instead, I, I did this exercise. We had we had a leader leave, and the department was kind of in a flurry. And and I wish I could have took the exercise further because I would have liked to have seen where where it went, but I asked somebody like, Hey, you're all in a room and, and, and there's an emergency happening and everyone is screaming the, the what they think should be done. Uh-huh. And, and your current leader isn't there. Who do you listen to of the entire department? And, 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 and leadership uh-huh. doesn't matter. Just who, who would you listen to? And what ended up happening was I ended up getting an answer. I had for a, I didn't know who the person they were naming was. Uh, I didn't know them from the department. So here's this, Here's this unsung leader, this person who has that people are going, yeah. they're naturally listening to them. Mm. So why would you not take that person and start immediately Whoa. training them to be that next leader? Because you already they they already carry the natural leadership technique. Mm. So now foster it, make yeah, it better, make blew, them what they could be. Just blew my mind. How many people? How many good people do we lose? We don't even know who they are. Right. Don't even know. And and. And, and I think one of the one of the big things, and I see this mistake a lot. Leadership isn't uh, it isn't telling people what to do. I mean, there's a piece of that, like you have to have that, like that. Some uh, you have to be able a, a good leader in a chaos crisis moment can step in and start directing, and people will follow them. Mm. But outside of chaos moments, a good leader is a person who is just a human that talks to everybody and figures out pieces. If you don't know that Jimmy Smith, uh, one of your 50 employees who's really attached to their cat and their cat passed away. And you have no clue that that happened. Mm. And, and all you're looking at is their performance is down for the week. Mm. Like if you're not connecting with them as a human, like humans understand that performance, like, Oh, you're taking a performance step because you're going through something. Let me lighten your load, help you through this. And on the other side, you're going to remember I did that. And I'll be able to put more on your plate if I need to. And you're going to, we have a relationship now, a working relationship. That is more than just work. It's outside of work. It's it's an expression of love, like true love, mm, that yeah. helps cause trust to push everything forward. And then success becomes easy. 
Yeah. As long as long as it, 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 you're just pointing, you're just pointing a massive group of people, and they will do the right thing. Yeah. And 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 your your job becomes just guiding the ship. It's amazing. I blacked out. What happened? Speechless. Really good. Really good. Um, really good. That was that, like I like I like my quote from uh, I uh, what is that? What movie is that? Uh, old school. I, I blacked out. What just happened? I, I don't know what we're talking about. Like, but sometimes so I bad. feel like I get off tangents because it, 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 it's so it's so easy. It, uh, and I will say this: it is very easy to say these things. Is they're much harder to apply. But once you start to apply them, man, they just become. Like, why would I not do this stuff before? Like, why did I make my life harder? Yeah, why am I trying why to do it on my it? own? Why am I trying to do it on my own? Why am I acting like a just and alone? Period. Who wants to be alone? Right. Why am I? Why am I trying to tell everybody how to do their job? Like, why? Why? Why would I think that works? And why would I think that's faster? Like, it's not. Because, <laughs> because at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, we are all alone. At the end, which is another reason to be empathetic towards other people. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we, you know, like if we go to bed staring at the ceiling, it's it's just us with our thoughts alone. Even if there is a loved one, you know, right next to us. And um, as I just had this like deep conversation with my wife the other day, I was like, I was like, look, at the end of the day, we're all alone. That's why that's why we need to, you know, you gotta do for your, you gotta, you know, like a be secure with yourself first, and then you can help other people, and then you can empathize with other people and stuff. And I was. You know, deep parenting, talking about coaching kids and stuff. Other amazing topics that came up in the last, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Nerds in the Army. Uh, I think we need to bring back Polly Shore and do Nerds in the Army now, too. And um, <laughs> the youth won't understand that. We need to... Uh, you, you mentioned uh, a lot of IT guys are not good with confrontations and bringing up ideas openly. What is it about confrontations? Like, what is that? Like, clearly, I'm fine with so, confrontations because I, you know, you fired, you fired me like you tried to fire me like five times. So I don't I'm get a, it. I don't I'm get it. I I'm a little heavy-handed sometimes with confrontations. Sometimes I, I feed off of it, which is a dangerous scenario. Uh, um, like, please fight me. I was, in Bur- I was in Five Guys yeah. the other day. I was in Five Guys the other day. It was a drunk dude in Five Guys, right? And he was like harassing some like. Um, I don't know, Hispanic people or something. He's like, what's your name? Where are you at? Why don't you go back to your country and stuff, right? And like, I was like, oh, this is it. I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, I'm, you know, like, my kids are like, look at dad, look at dad. He's just ready to use jujitsu. He's just been waiting for this moment his whole life, you know? And like, the, and then the manager behind the couch, she's like, sir, you need to leave now or I'm calling the cops. I was like, I'll remove him for you. I was ready for confrontation. <laughs> I was like, well, anyways, go ahead. Um, confrontation. Um, so in my in my in my experience, a lot of IT people they um, they they will avoid avoid meetings and avoid people and avoid talking and attempt to attempt to subvert the issue, whatever the issue is, um, in, in some way and 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 dodge it and it, uh, or because I. I, IT people, what, so there's two sides, right? There, you want to help. What are we at base level? IT is customer service, which is weird that we, we're really bad with people because I, that's one of the things I preach to people who are starting a help desk. Like, 
I get it. You want to be a systems guy someday. You want to be that guy, man in the chair, dark room, matrix, techno blaring. I want metal legs like that type of scenario. But <laughs> you, you must start, you must start with that customer service side because that, that is, that's that help desk. And that, that, even though you may never do it again, that's where you learn how to deal with people and how to explain to people these really overly complex scenarios mm-hmm. that do help you, that helps you later on to break it down. But some IT people, they want to just go to that man in the chair. They want to be that person in the chair that doesn't deal with anybody anymore and just avoids yeah. the conflict. Like, oh, man, this person's asking for something that is a horrible idea. But instead, we're just going to send the project up instead of going back and being like, hey, uh, you know, respectfully, no, we need to look at it a different way. Like, this is just going to cause more issues. Do you think it's fear but, and uh, do you think it's just fear and insecurity? Just to put it out there. Do you think it's do you think it's an inability to step out of our comfort zone? Maybe, uh, may, may and 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 not. It, this is a, you know it's a, tech, it's a stereotype, but it's not. It's true, but it's not true. But I, I have a lot of friends in IT because that was my friend group in high school and college. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't on the football teams. We weren't on the yeah. Like, we, yeah. you played board you games in the basement. You weren't dating you, the cheerleader on the weekend. You weren't dating the cheerleader. Yeah. Here's what. Here's me in call. Here's me in high school. Didn't talk to anybody, scared out of his mind, walking down the hall with his head down, afraid to get a wedgie. Okay. That was me. Um, And I don't know what happened. I think I listened to like a Tony Robbins CD. (laughs) I'm just being honest. I think it was that. And there was this idea of stepping out of your comfort zone. And if you really want to grow and you really want to like achieve like things that are that you might have not ever thought possible and I needed someone to tell me that there's more there's like something you know like awaken the giant within I think that's what it was you know that there's like a giant inside everybody right and you need to like awaken that like giant but in order to do that you have to take massive action and you have to be afraid you know not be afraid of failure and all these things and then the more I pushed myself out of my comfort zone the more I think I don't know I just I am where I am now I think people would I don't think people would believe I don't think people would believe me if they saw who I was in high school and if they saw what I was in college. Cause a lot of people, I'm real, I'm real straight edge now. Um, but if they saw what I was in college, they're like, no, it's not the same person. So there is this aspect of stepping out of your comfort zone. I actually liked a lot of the acti- I think there's a lot of activities you can do to make confrontation better or easier or as we say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. There's a lot of activities you can do to do that. Mm-hmm. Some of them were in, I think it was Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek, which also the just the idea of a 4-Hour Workweek is amazing. That's why that book was so successful. It's a total fallacy and not true. I mean, I guess there's a 4-Hour Workweek. Maybe a 4-Day four, four Workweek or a 4 hours every day. 4 hours a day is possible because the rest of the time, a lot of times people are twiddling their thumbs and drinking coffee and you know, I don't know, searching something else on the internet that they, that you should have a, uh, what do we call that content filter for? Um, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but I think there's things that you can do to, what would your suggestion be for, for people that are, don't like confrontations or, you know, what's, what's your piece of advice there? I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's stepping outside your comfort zone. Now for me, I was the same way. But my comfort zone was when I panicked and joined the army mm. because I didn't know how to pay student loans back. Mm. And 
and <laughs> didn't have a job yet. Nobody nobody teaches you in college or high school that when you start interviewing for hires, like you're not interviewing for a $10, like the, the fast food jobs, you're yeah. going to get a call back pretty quick. But when you're interviewing for higher level jobs, it can be a few weeks or months mm-hmm. before they go through everything they want to look at before they call you. Mm-hmm. So there's, nobody tells you that, though. Your experience tells you that, oh, well, I should have got a call back today and I didn't. So now I'm panicked and I have bills and I don't know what to do. So I joined the Army. Hmm. But and in and, and that that actually so here I was joining the army thinking I'd be a nerd and I was but um, I don't know why part of my brain didn't realize that a, a, a myself and an infantry person and that person driving a truck over there we're all going to do the same nine week you know basic training course mm-hmm. that has a lot in it that I would have never tried to do on my own mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that is not for example sorry, what like, for, like go ahead like, right. rockets grenades. They, yep. they have a thing called the confidence course built into the military. It, it's basically uh, mm. to build your self-confidence that you can do more than you think you can. And it's a really complicated obstacle course. But when you complete it, it works the way you would expect it to. Like, I would have never thought I could do that. I, I, my, I have, you know, some family in the military. And when we came back together, it was like, yeah, yeah there's some stuff that, uh, you know, you learn to do. But that was my, that was my piece. But what you're saying is true. It's that comfort zone break. That sounds like fun. Doing we should do a confidence course for IT guys. Let's do a confidence course. It just sounds like fun. Yeah, I think we just found a new business opportunity. Spin it up. Let's do it. I'm you know in. what I mean? Like, seriously, let's, uh, just, let's just go to, like, I don't know. We'll have, like, a we'll have something in, like, Death Valley in Arizona. We'll have something in the mountains of Montana. We'll do, you know, and just all this crazy stuff that we make people go through. And, like, look, you're still alive. Now go back to IT. Right. Now you <laughs> now you realize you realize that you can do more than you think you can. So now in that meeting, speak up and say, hey. I know you want to do that, but did you think about all of this? Mm. Like this is a problem, and and you're not thinking these 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 actions. Like that's mm. the stuff that you know a lot of people. If IT is in a meeting, so that's a whole different conversation. A lot of times meetings happen without IT ever being in the room. Mm. But if you're in the room, that ability to speak up, also to dial right back to what I just said, the ability to go to the people making the meetings and be like, hey, put me in. Like I need to be in there. Like you're making decisions without me, and then you wonder why I can't do it. Like. Optimal. Yeah, but yeah, t- maybe having that, that, just approaching the 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 C level executives and and asking some poignant questions like, "How are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's the, what's your right. goals? What's your vision? What keeps you up at night? If uh, when it comes to IT, I IE me, um, what's your single biggest frustration, problem, or concern right now? I'm going to fix it. Right. And if you're not asking those questions, how are you expecting like to work with the business? Like you, you're, you're absolutely, everything you just said is absolutely correct. You, you definitely got shadow IT happening because some other guy is going to cold call him. He's going to say, hey, I know you wanted to connect with another bearded telecom or another bearded, uh, you know, technology guru. So here I am. Um, some guy's going to do that. <laughs> um, it might work even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bringing up ideas openly. So I think we hit, yeah, I think we hit bringing up ideas openly. That's pretty much like, why would you not want to bring up an idea? You're afraid it's going to get shot down? So it's afraid it's going to get shut down. Um, Again, the the further you are in your career, the more, actually, at least in the middle of your career, the the less confident you are in in your decisions, um, which can, can play double down on somebody who, who their entire life, they just kind of hid in computers and that's where they spent, you know, that my friends are in the computers type thing. That's where they spent their life. And now you want them in a room full of people 
and you want them to express their ideas freely and they're not used to doing it. Like that's just not, that's not how they came up. That's not what they did. And not as a failure of the education system, but I, let me see. I just, I am finishing up my, I'm actually doing my bachelor's degree in computer science. I might as well get a piece of paper. that says, I know this stuff. Mm. And, um, I don't see too many classes about how we should break the, the how we should talk. There's no, how do you talk to the C-suite? How do you ask the right questions? How do you take this technology that you're learning and you break it down? I, you know, here's how to lead a project. Here's how to do this. Where's my class on my sphere of my sphere of influence? Where's my class on business acumen? Where is this stuff like that should be part of this so that I understand it? Instead, I got to learn it on the outside. So many great ideas that we could do that I'm probably not going to do. Such good courses, confidence course, business acumen, how to sell IT to executive management and not look stupid. What other things that we could do? How to sell your plan and not get laughed off the get not get laughed out of the tape out of the room or something like that they um <laughs> right. anyway, we need a new server no we're migrating to the cloud get out of here um <laughs> I, yeah. they, uh, we're uh, we're migrating to the clouds the, the public clouds i know it's clouds but it's people say cloud um so much so much the this actually went into a realm of significant awesomeness and i am very thankful for having you on the show is there anything that we haven't talked about or a piece of advice or biggest learning moment failure that you would like to share with the audience that always gets everyone it 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 then would um Every, you know, it, it, it applies to everything. So every failure should be turned into a learning opportunity. And you're, you know, IT leader to IT junior person, you're running projects and you're doing things and stuff is happening. And at the end of whatever you're doing, ticket, project, concern, comment, you need to review it. What'd you do? How could you do it different? How could you have done it better? And what can you learn from the experience that you just did? And how can you apply it to the next one? And if you do those things, if you are constantly trying to be better, then you will constantly get better and you will become what you wish you would have had as a leader when you started. So at your lowest, darkest, worst moment ever that you experience, you can just remember that we can learn from this as long as you're still breathing and alive. Cause there are people that have come back from some ridiculously horrible situations, which is, and we'll be happy to put you into that situation at our new confidence course, where we bring you down to the lowest possible level that a human could possibly get. And then we will leave you there to find your way out. Yeah. We'll break you down, build you up. <laughs> Uh, it's, 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 it's huge and it's, it's big. I, I see so many people that, that take a failure to heart so hard and everyone, everyone screws up. You're, you're there's no, I'm, there's no perfect person. They all screw up and you're not different than anybody else. Everyone's screwed up. We're all humans. Understand that. And also understand when you're working with somebody who screws up, like, that's just the same thing. Like, let's learn from it. Let's not, or just not beat people up about it. 
Yeah. Let's get better, yeah. not worse. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I, I really hope that, uh, I, I really thought that this would never happen, and it did. Yeah, we so, actually thought it was going to be nice a failure. Try. We even talked about it. Well, this is yeah. probably going to be a failure, but um, I think it was a success. I mean, I think it's safe to say. <laughs> I mean, only time can tell, right? And if not, we'll just address that failure and learn from it next time. Let's do another show. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. If you like this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with one of your friends. And remember, when it comes to IT, you always need to be dissecting, analyzing, and improving.